Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In this episode, Torlando talks to Jeff Raley about the risk avoidance mentality and how this can affect your business. This episode is brought to you by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. Welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so glad to be with you today. I uh, got out and I rocked the vote. You, if you're watching on Overdrive, you can see I got my voting sticker today. I did a little early voting. Had to do that because next week I will be on tour. Um, I'll actually be on, uh, I'll be visiting the good people in New Jersey and Littleton, Colorado. So uh, I'll be doing a sprint workshop out there hosted by Sherwin Williams in Manahawkin. If you're in the Manahawkin area or just in New Jersey, East Coast in general, I mean, honestly, I believe that this is worth driving in for. I really do. I really do. It's going to be a great event. Uh, the Sherwin Williams folks have some really cool stuff planned, uh, new things that they're they're showing people um, both in Manahawk, New Jersey and Littleton, Colorado. Uh, I'll be in New Jersey on the 7th of November and I'll be on uh, in Littleton, Colorado on the 9th and the 10th. Um, the 10th will be in English, whereas the 9th will be in Spanish. Uh, I had the good fortune of learning a little bit of Espanol, so I know how to, uh, a little, little bilingualism there. Okay. I think that's how they, I think that's the word for it. So, uh, I'm really excited to go out and I'm really excited to be, uh, meeting contractors, um, in the areas that they live, helping them to grow and thrive. Uh, that's what this, this whole show is about. That's, that's what I do is I, my goal along with the PCA is to help build better contractors. And, uh, we got a really great show planned for you today. Um, before we jump into the show, a couple announcements. If you want to watch this episode, if you happen to be listening to it on Spotify or Apple uh, podcasts or Google play, wherever you're listening to it on audio and you want to see the video, go ahead to PCAPaintEd.org and download our app PCA overdrive. Um, you can get 500 hours of video content uh like this podcast great productions going on from the folks at pca um fellow podcasters are on there really great content on there um and uh what else i got going on um oh big 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 thing so now we're we're promoting uh registration for expo it's open you guys expo um if you have not been to expo yet or if it's been a couple years, or even if you went last year, it is time to go. It is time to go to Expo. It's gonna be in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Seems cool. And uh, that's going. That's happening February 22nd through the 24th, uh, 2023. Go to pcapainted.org backslash Expo to register. Guys, if you wanna accelerate your business and get in touch with some of the smartest uh, business minds in our industry, the Expo is the place to be. Uh, great speakers, great events, 
good food. Uh, you get to meet so many other contractors. These events, you guys, are so powerful. So definitely go and register for Expo. Uh, if you are interested in reading the book, let me pull this out here. The book, Sprint. Okay, if you're trying to organize your team, manage your production schedule, I highly recommend you go get my book Sprint on Amazon.com. Just search for Sprint and my name, Torlando. You'll find it. And uh, we've even got some companion um, companion lessons and workshops surrounding the Sprint framework. And uh, those are now available online. If you go to craftsmanpainter.com backslash trade school, you can get access to 12 different courses um, that I teach. They're all live and virtual. Uh, not nothing is pre-recorded. It's all live and interactive. You get to ask, ask questions and then we get a bonus. I'll give you a bonus um, office hour after the class. Highly recommend going to craftsmanpainter.com backslash trade school to learn more about classes. All right. So we are at a uh, stage in the year where I've been getting a lot of people calling me directly and, and asking, um, how do we improve our sales process? Uh, lead flow is slimming down for some people. Um, there's a lot of discussion about what, what are you going to do come this winter as lead flow is starting to slow down, we double down on marketing, improve our sales process. What do we do? And I, this time of year, I love bringing in guests who are really smart in the space where we can bring in some innovation and we can bring in some new ideas. Um, the reality is that when you are out there selling, um, there is a certain percentage of jobs that you are not closing. And I venture to guess that a lot of you aren't, you know, digging into the numbers on, on how much time you're spending on estimates that aren't closing. I, a couple years ago, I had an NBA intern. I hired an intern and had him do some deep dive analytics. This was back in like 2016. So I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't doing, uh, I was still in a smaller state then, but I, I brought, brought in an intern and I said, uh, I, I, we need to figure out our numbers, our, our lead conversion, you know, how much time we're spending, um, you know, doing estimates and things like this. And, and what I discovered, the numbers that he pulled out, if I sandwiched all of the time that I spent together on leads that did not close estimates that did not close that year, I would have spent two whole months, eight hour days. <laughs> not making any money just completely wasted my time well was it a waste i don't know but the fact is is that i was driving all around creation and doing doing all these bids and and we know that that's part of business we know that there's a certain number of jobs that if you are winning them then your prices um you know might not be high enough of course if your closing ratio goes low we got to examine other things and so uh that really sent me in a, you know, on a, on a journey, I'm going to call it a journey to figure out how to optimize my sales process so that I'm not spending two months of my time on bids that aren't closing. That meant better closing techniques. That meant better, uh, vetting, you know, qualifying pre-qualification processes. Um, it means implementing new technologies. 
And it just so happens that we have an industry partner in a company called Groundwork, uh, who has a tech product that really solves this issue. And I know that a lot of people are, are have been tiptoeing and some people have been uh, accelerating their business doing virtual estimates. And that's what we're talking about today. I got Mr. Jeff Rayleigh from Groundwork on the show. Very excited to have him on the show. Um, folks, again, uh, if you are... Um, uh, if, if you are in the, the, the need to know how to grow your business one more time, register expo, get my book, uh, keep listening to the show, go to PCA overdrive and, uh, and consume that content. Cause now is the time to grow. So let's go ahead and bring Jeff onto the show and get this, uh, conversation started on virtual estimating. Here's Jeff. Hey Jeff, welcome to Paint Ed. You are muted. Hey, classic, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. can't, can't can't get on one of these things without being muted or something, right? So how's it going, Linda? Good. How are you? How are oh, you? Oh, doing man? great. Doing great. It's Friday, and uh, yeah, life is good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, what's so funny about the paint industry is that um, you know we see each other so much online, and then we see each other at events and you and I, we don't live that far from each other, but we saw each other last at crank in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we're literally an hour and 10 minutes away from each other, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. A couple Indiana boys. That's right. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, we met up one time for lunch a couple years back as, as kind of just an intro stuff, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Holding, holding down the Midwest here, the Midwest. Yeah, that's right. So, so Jeff, you know, actually bringing up that, that lunch that we had, that was, uh, that was an interesting experience for me because it was, if you remember, it was like right at the beginning of, of the like loosening of the restrictions of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 And so people were just starting to go to restaurants and there mm-hmm. was they were just starting to have some innovations there impacted by the pandemic. And, you know, I remember it was one of the first times that I had actually gone and sat down at a table and they were yeah. like, you're going to get your menu via the QR code. Yeah. Right? It is. And, and I'm How like, about, <laughs> I mean, the, the, uh, there's there's just so much that um, you know, you and I could get into there, but I mean, the QR code in, in and of itself, I mean, I know you, and uh, you know, introduced that into some of your training. I've seen, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of interesting how it's become a little bit more of a social norm now. Right. Right. And, uh, you wouldn't say that before March of 2020, it just wasn't a thing. It really, right. it really wasn't. It was kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird, like, why do it, I it felt that hokey? It felt, yeah, it, it felt real hokey. It was like, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess that's a thing. But nobody used it. it there were like businesses weren't leveraging that as yeah. a tool. Um, it, so sometimes with innovation, it takes like a you know one of these events that really pushes oh, things yeah. forward um, and makes. Uh, a certain behavior, as small as it could be, right? Just like totally. scan a thing with your phone, 
but it just kind of pushes it over the edge. And then it's like, Oh yeah, that's the thing now. And that's, what that's we the do. thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I remember, uh, a while ago, I mean, this is a while ago at this point, but the QR code was one of those ones where Steve jobs was like, it's not going to be a thing. And yeah. he didn't want it to be a thing, you know, and there, and there are a couple of things like that, that, you know, it's the stylus. He didn't want the styles to happen. I, I live on, I live with that stylus in my hand, the Apple pencil in my hand. Mm. Uh, the QR code is, is one of them. And, yep. uh, Apple was very resistant to, um, allowing their cameras to pick up QR codes. Uh, mm. event, finally they did it. And then, you know, with the, with the pandemic coming, nobody want, wanted to touch those menus. Nobody wanted to touch anything. And right. all of a sudden the QR code is every, everywhere. And I think that's also true of the, the virtual estimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people, and, and, you know, to a degree, I think older people, especially now are still a little resistant to the virtual estimate, but I can sure. tell you, Jeff, that, um, since being, you know, back in the biz, um, I've been more regularly doing, virtual estimates Mm -hmm. and, um, my younger, uh, you know, millennial aged home buyers, they're more interested in virtual estimates. Um, the introverts are more interested in them. And I think that as a trade culture, people are so used to needing to, you know, quote unquote, see it, that they might be missing an opportunity. And I, and I really want to explore this now. Yeah, I'm, I'm very open with both my guests and my listeners that like, okay, yes, you're an industry partner. This is not a 45 minute co- uh, commercial for uh, <laughs> the software, right? but I think we could do it. There's, I think there's a DIY way to do it. And I think that there's, you know, of course, a way that you, you facilitate it. And I, right. and what I want to talk about in this, in this conversation is why should we not be sleeping on the idea of virtual estimates? Why should we figure out some way to incorporate this into our uh, sales process? Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so my first question, um, for you, Jeff is, um, what is wrong with the status quo? Uh, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, and I am the first to admit that, uh, for some people in some markets and some stages of their business, kind of the traditional sales process might be the, might be the right thing. Yeah. You know, that might be, might be the thing, you know, we, we've talked to contractors who are, um, you know, just starting out, you know, like just getting the hang right. of things. Maybe they don't have a ton of experience seeing projects. Um, and you know, for some, for some of those folks, you know, it does make sense to really get out there and learn firsthand. Right. Sure. Um, so, and then, you know, if you're, if you're towards the tail end of your business and you know, you, you're just kind of, Hey, I'm, this is how I'm going to do it for the next you know year or so. And I'm, and then I'm hanging them up. Okay. Right. But I think there's a large swath of contractors in the middle that are kind of thinking, Hey, there might be something, something that I can improve here in my sales process. Um, I think the two things that when we talk to people in that, in that middle group who are thinking, Mm -hmm. Hey, maybe I can streamline things. Typically what we hear is that the status quo of driving around town, doing sales appointments, um, without a strong pre-qualification process, Mm. it just takes a ton of time, right? It was what you mentioned in the open of, 
Right. If you stack all of those trips across town, um, and we, we have some tools that, yeah. that we've helped contractors walk through, like it just costs time and money. You know, yeah. that's that's maybe the, the most concrete one um, that we talk about a lot. Uh, the other part of it is just kind of maybe more of the cultural shift, right? It's more of a QR code type culture right. um, that people expect, you know, an Amazon package. I ordered something on Amazon just a, a bit ago and it will be at my door by six o'clock. Yeah. And that is yeah. incredible, right? So these immediate... I just did the same thing with Instacart. I ordered my groceries online. Didn't, yeah. didn't have to go yeah. to the store. Didn't even have to talk to the delivery guy. Just left it on my doorstep. Right. And these, these are all examples. I mean, you know, when I, I talk and present, it's, it's all about this shift, right? People are interested in quick, easy, and virtual interactions. Mm-hmm. And when you make them customer centric, um, and in the small business sense, when you make them personalized, which you can do that, even though it yeah. is, you know, there's some virtual options that might you might think take some of the personality and the you know connection out of the sales process. Man, do you 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 really look different than your competitors, and you and you uh, provide a, a quite a different experience to to your end customer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think video in in general at any stage of the game, uh, you know, I, it's not just a uh, you know top of funnel marketing tool. Right. Um, it's, it's middle of funnel. It's during the buying process. Um, it's, it's all over the place. And, yeah. you know, as I've done, you know, more and more video, not only for painting, but, you know, back when I was in the software game, um, I, you know, I got to the point, so I'll, I'll just, you know, go on a little tangent here, you know, yeah. uh, why not? Right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was at this, uh, software company and, uh, it was one of my vendors. It was an, it was an online scheduling tool. And, uh, and I went to work for them and became their, uh, director of sales and marketing. And when I got there, the buying cycle, um, was somewhere between four months and a year, mm-hmm. um, to, to make a single sale. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, uh, if I don't make a sale in two months, I'm going to be out of the job. I can't wait for this buying cycle. This is right. insane. And so I worked really hard to to get that buying cycle down. And by the time that the company was sold, I got the the buying cycle down to about 45 minutes. That was my fastest close where mm-hmm. I could where I could sell a good size package in a, in, a, in about a 45 minute call. But the reason that 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 I was able to do that is because I produced so much video and a lot of the sales process actually took place in the video so yeah. that when by the time they got to the actual sales call, he was like, I know what the product does. I understand it. I feel like I know you because I've watched 10 videos of you explaining this stuff and I'm just ready to buy, you know, and that, and that was the conversation. And so I do, I do agree with you here, Jeff, that like, if you do video, it, it feels way more personal. It feels more personal for the customer than it does for you, but it still feels personal to them because they do get the sense that they they're getting to know you. That's right. And, you know, to, to maybe level set, we are a video based sales system. So there's some right. video collaboration that's just like built into the DNA of what we do and what our, what our software helps contractors accomplish. 
we, we've realized the same thing in our in our sales process. Um, I think when you're um, a young growing company, people want to know who you are, one, but they also want to know, like in our case, they want to just know how it works, like what's the basics. So we have a four video series. It's literally called How It Works, and it's four one minute or less videos. They're literally right. 60 seconds or less. You see, see what we do. Um, now, that uh, those are kind of like kind of contained videos, like pre-packaged sure. kind of content stuff, um, which is helpful. But I think what's uh, what we've also seen is that <clears throat> the prepackaged, like corporatized video structure that uh, became kind of the norm, or people might think about when they think about, oh, I'm going to produce a video to you know tell people who I am. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> TikTok and like all these other like video based, you don't need you need a cell phone, maybe right. maybe a light or just right. go stand outside, you know, like, yeah, it, um, you don't need a ton of stuff because people are interested in knowing kind of the authentic you in an authentic place, um, in your authentic work gear, you know, yeah. so you make it professional as, as you can, but they want to, they want to get a sense for who you are. So I think like the, the barrier to entry on creating those video assets that, at any point in the funnel, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, it's just so much easier. Um, now yeah. there's, there's, um, you know, certain people are scared and you know don't don't uh, think they have the skill sets, but you can learn some of the basic stuff, um, yeah. and it can become a very very valuable tool. I mean, even the search um, traffic and all that stuff is waiting towards video now more than ever. Totally. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to getting into this thought process of you know, challenging yourself to think about how you can utilize video in your sales yep. and marketing game for sure. Yeah. And and the more that you practice, the easier it gets. You know, I, I think that absolutely. I absolutely like like anybody, you know, I mean, I used to listen to my voice, you know, you hear the sound of your own voice and you're like, Oh gosh, is that actually what I, you know, sound like, you know, like I, I've suffered from that just as anybody else, but I do this so much now that I'm like, well, yeah, that's how I sound. Like, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, some people like it. I'm like, I, I feel like I sound like a, you know, a miss a Midwestern nerd half the time, but, uh, some people, you know, they, they, I, I'm just from Michigan, you know, and it gets uh, yeah. originally and I'm, you know, Michigan people are just so nasally when they talk, but anyways, enough, uh, but you get used to it is, is my point. And, and yeah. when I was in, uh, just out of college, I was, you know, just kind of messing around. I did a lot of video work in college and, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just messing around after college. And I was like, man, I just need to, instead of taking months and months and months to produce video content, I'm just going to try something that's like quick and fast. And, uh, I'm not even going to edit it. Like it's just going to yeah. have to be in one take. And, and that's, and that's how I was producing is this dumb little thing called ask Orlando that I did for, uh, you know, for, for years and years and or not that, not that long, but it was a couple of years I did it and people yeah. would just ask a random question and then I, and then I'd answer. And then, uh, you know, that was the video series and that video series kind of gave me the reps 
to be comfortable yep. at doing things in a single take. And now, um, you know, so so we just, you know, uh, full disclosure here, just started working with Groundwork uh, using their tool on our site. They have a part where they uh, where you can put a, an instructional video on how to do the, the virtual estimate. And I recorded that yesterday in about five minutes, one take, and it's fine. Like it's it's good. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, you know, it, it's fine. And I, you just I, have I, to get those reps, you know? You really have to get the reps. And um, the, other, the other aspect of it is, <clears throat> I mean, in this case, more than most, I think there's, uh, maybe it's like the TV anchor comparison, right? Maybe not the yeah. Ron, Ron Burgundy type, but you know, like the actual, TV, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the actual TV anchor. It's like, well, I got to be like that person. It's like, no, 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 no. Y- you be oh, you. Sure. You yeah. know, like just be you. You're going to stumble on a word or say an uh or a, you know, whatever. And that's okay. You know, yeah. that, that 80% of your vision is probably okay because yeah. um, just speaking very candidly, the bar's not too high, right? You know, this is not a there's this is not a strategy that many people have really leveraged. Yeah. So when you get out there and you have an instructional video or just like hi, this is who our company is type of video, just make it make it authentic um, and don't worry about the don't worry about the small stuff that that you think is is so so bad uh, especially on some of these uh you know the, the social platforms that like that authenticity is is celebrated and certainly yeah. understood so um, yeah. it doesn't have to be a big production type of thing and 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 some errors in there but it's okay you know just let it yeah roll. totally oh totally better, better, I mean, even... get it out there than 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 not Oh, totally. I mean, even just the other day, I was uh, dropping my kids off at school and these two uh, friends of mine who they're friends because they're former clients. Like that's how that's how I met them. They called me for work a long time ago, did work at their house. Then, you know, years later, our kids happen to be the same age and now they're going to school together. And so I'm seeing them and, you know, they both commented like, hey, I saw you, you know, I saw your videos here and you're pretty good at that, you know, kind of thing. And it just it just is a matter of the reps. Like you just got to get the reps out there and, uh you know, and, and, and your people in your community are going to see it and they're going to recognize it. And it's going to be that great, you know, that, that great, uh, you know, what do you call it? Top of mind. Like, you know, you're just staying top of mind. Yeah. They see a face, they start to, yeah, it's just a branding moment and video is such a great opportunity for that. And I, I mean, branding in terms of not a logo, but it's just, you know, it's just a top of mind type of moment that you can create with, with video. That's just so much stickier than a lot of other aspects of definitely. So, so how can we make video a a more integrated part of our sales process and make it, make it a little bit more two way, because, you know, like I mentioned, uh, the people that see my videos, a lot of times they're getting more familiar with me than I am with them. You know, it's not uncommon for me to go to an industry event, for example, and say, hi, my name, my name is Torlando introducing myself. Like I'm just a random Joe on the street, but because they know the show, they feel like they know me a little bit better. 
Um, right. And I may not have met them yet. I would love to, I want to meet everybody, you know, but uh, sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, I forget you guys listen to this show. Um, so how do we make it a little more to two directional two way? Yeah. So, and, and maybe to, to riff on your question a little bit, what, what we have seen, um, you know, our product and, and what, where we focus a lot of our effort and research and everything is very much, uh, empowering a homeowner to create a video of their project. Mm. Um, that, and there's some interesting dynamics that have maybe a less to do with like kind of the branding marketing side of things mm-hmm. more so with like sales psychology, um, mm-hmm. with the way that we do that. Um, but in general, some of the, some of the reasons that we have built, product like we built it is because when you get somebody to kind of open up their world in a two minute project video, Mm -hmm. you understand a whole lot about them that you didn't know before. Right. Uh, Visually, audibly, you know, you know, I, we moved in this house five years ago and you know, cabinets were cabinets at that point. And I can't wait to get them finally changed and, you know, we're ready to move forward with a refacing project or, you know, whatever the case, similar case might be. You're able to see it, you hear their frustrations, um, and they're kind of welcoming you into their world through video. Yeah. Um, that is a very unique way to collect information in the sales process. And right. when it's met with, and reciprocated with another, Hey, thank you for this video. This looks like a project that we'd love to take on. We think it might be between this, you know, helpful information. We think your budget range might be this amount. Uh, we'd love to can't come out and take a look and, and make sure that we aren't missing anything. One, that, mm. that's generally what we help that collaboration to look like yeah. um, inside the product. But, you know, that whole, the whole idea is, and this isn't necessarily just from the way that we do things, it's, it is how can you create win-win systems where everybody's moving towards their goal? And, and it mm-hmm. might be at the end of that, that, you know, the, the, the end result might be that, hey, we're not a fit for each other. Right. But at least there's efficiency driven in the process and you're kind of tailoring your funnel in a way that's most profitable for you right. and avoiding some of those problems that we talked about of driving around town and, you know, kind of wasting, wasting that time. Yeah. 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 There's, there's an interesting evolution happening in technology right now where I feel like the, the ways of interacting with technology are becoming more human the further that we get into it. Right. Like, uh, when you go back to, you know, initially interacting with a computer with like the first PCs you are inputting into a, uh, into a typewriter, you know, interface, which we still do, uh, which Jason Paris will, go way too long about on about, but <laughs> it's interesting, interesting. I've not heard that rant yet, but. Oh, it's, it's good. Short story long. Uh, the typewriter keys are organized in a way that avoids a typewriter jamming 
and they just wanted people to slow down their typing so the typewriter wouldn't jam and as a result we're kind of stuck with this like bad interface because people are used to it yeah that's that's the gist of it uh he he does it more justice than i just did but (laughs) the 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 idea is that when you when you're interfacing with with technology you know from a traditional sense you just have these five digits and that's Mm -hmm. what we've had and um and it's really not like natural you know uh the the way that people usually uh i mean not usually but like just dating to uh like the beginning of uh, the end of prehistory and into the beginning of history uh the way that we communicate our thoughts through our hands is through a single writing utensil um the more that technology gets more comfortable with with writing on a tablet the a lot you just see a lot of people just wanting to write rather than type um the way that my kids interact with technology today is uh largely through voice we have you know the um uh she who must not be named or else she'll ask she'll start listening to me (laughs) you know they they talk to her and you know and they can play whatever music they want they can you know and and at some point um you know the it's it'll be at the point where we just say hey um i need to schedule an estimate and um and then they're going to schedule it with with the top you know rated person mm-hmm. unless of course you say hey i need to schedule an estimate with and then you say who it is right mm-hmm. so there's this this element of like being a little bit more natural talking to our technology uh writing with our technology rather than just interfacing through through a keyboard that's where the 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 world is headed in in a major way and i think that the use of video in this sales process at this early stage is so smart because it does allow people to interact with with their technology in a more familiar way without having to take the added time of moving like driving and you know yeah, <laughs> actually yeah. inviting somebody into your personal space like actually having somebody there versus being able to just you know oh it's eight right. o'clock at night i you know th- this is when i have time to do this i don't have time to you know take a break during the day and come home from work and make sure that i'm there between 10 and 2 you know all of, all of those right. kind of annoying things that uh you know as a consumer go into getting a a, a home bid it yeah. seems like video is, is a logical uh, solution. I think, and I, I you know, we we eat, street, eat, sleep, and breathe video. But, you know, the more I get into this and, you know, try to check myself on our business model and the way we run things and all that stuff, you know, I look at, I mean, the way that social media platforms uh, and which are, you know, hard to overstate the way that social media has just dominated the way that we interact with each other. Right. So that's a primary way that we interact with each other. And uh, many, if not all, of those platforms are doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on video being the way yeah to engage people then you know it's just it it just seems to be 
um, you know, yeah, there's the AR VR stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like that. Sure. It, or maybe it won't. You know, it, yeah. Facebook's got, obviously got some chips on on, <laughs> on the table. On yeah, that one, but, they definitely do. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's. I think. I think the comfortability with video is is there more now more than ever. Um, you know, it just seems to be a really unique time to be building in this space. And, yeah. um, you know, less and less do I get the, the question of like, are people actually going to do a video of their space? Like, yeah. Cause they do video for every, everything else. They you do know? video like, for everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. that you're, you're absolutely right. And that's, and that's what we're drilling mm -hmm. down to is, is what is the consumer behavior? And yeah. if you are, if you are just looking at the social media platforms, it's video photos and messaging. Like yep. that's that it, those yeah. are the channels for communicating a message, mm -hmm. video, photo and direct message and, and not just like send a message and wait, it's send a message and get a response, you know, yeah. that's and, more, and, you know, to even double down and this, this is me uh, synthesizing a thought real time here. So uh, forgive me if it doesn't work out, but you know, there's, there's a metric um, in, on these social platforms called, um, daily active users or, um, and that, that can be boiled down into, um, other metrics for engagement on a per user basis, you know, watch time and, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, I would wager to guess that the, the video heavy platforms or segments of the platforms, the, that watch time is, uh, far more valuable than mm. any, any other metric mm -hmm. in the in the social media ecosystem. So, yeah. analogy time isn't it much more valuable for you to engage with video with your prospects? Um, that I think is really what we see. You know, when we talk to customers, they're like, "Well, yeah, they're serious. If they we get them to submit a video of their project, yeah, I know they're serious." You know, yeah, like another, sure. another way to, you know, at least ready to get started. Yeah. Um, you know, so that little bit of the in is also a thing, you know, like uh, strategy wise, you, you want them to, to make a move towards you. Um, yeah. you know, one of my sales coaches says, um, you know, you want to be behind your prospect from a sales perspective mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a, in a service like painting, it's, it's, you kind of start, start behind because they reach out to you. It's like, Hey, I need a thing. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but if you can continue that progression and there's taking steps along the process, um, man, that's a really powerful place to be because then you can react, you can, you know, help guide, mm -hmm. um, and, and really start to understand where they are because they yeah. offer information that you can use as a skilled salesperson to really help them accomplish their goals. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's really what sales is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and the more that I, you know, kind of think about, especially the millennial buyer, you know, I think our, I think our baby boom buyer and our gen X buyer to a large degree are, are going to prefer an in-person just, you know, pick a time and come out, you know, type of estimate. And, you know, I think, yeah, some, some millennial buyers sure will, you know, continue to do that. But, you know, when I'm thinking back to a lot of my younger buyers, um, there, there is a desire to get more information without having to talk to somebody, without having to set something up. Um, 
as a like they want to know the end piece way at the beginning you know most painters when they're doing their bids they go out they do their song and dance they take their measurements they go back to their home office and they work up a bid and they get it out you know a week or two later and then they reveal the price and like that's the end of their sales cycle but for the buyer um that that process of knowing what it costs it really is much further along in the journey than we allow it to be uh they uh, because they don't know how much it costs they just don't know if their full project is in budget or not they have no idea until they get a price and so you know based on what the actual price is they if they have money in the bank then yeah maybe they are a hot lead but if they don't have the money in the bank yet then you know we we say oh they're an unqualified buyer well not necessarily they're just earlier in the buying funnel than we were able to understand because they didn't have the information that they needed yeah so this you know the idea of moving this up to the uh you know and keeping it behind the computer screen i think i think that actually allows these people to um get an idea of what it's going to cost before they're ready to commit which is which we actually need to look at as a good thing like that's a very good thing yeah and there's again i'm synthesizing this thought a little little bit here but i think there's a there's a incongruency with the level of effort in the traditional sales process with the level of seriousness of the average buyer in other words level of effort in the traditional sales process hey i'm going to go out and talk to him you know burn you know a gallon to a gas or whatever and Mm -hmm. you know spend an hour and you know do the whole song and dance when they might just be the level of seriousness is like real low (laughs) can i have a ballpark price here um and, and i think what what we have seen is that when contractors develop our system or, you know, figure out how to, how to match the level of seriousness of the buyer to the level of effort that they put in the sales process. That's magic, right? Like, you know, that you are, you're kind of matching, matching where they are in the buying process. Um, and, and I think the other thing that came to mind is, as you were talking is like, when you have one tool in your arsenal, a sales appointment, everything Mm -hmm. looks you know, if you, if that's your hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Mm-hmm. Like so you're just gonna you're just gonna go, right? Like that's yeah. You just go. That's that's the only tool you, you got. You think that's you think that's what they need, and they and the the buyer, depending on where they're at in the journey, may not need the appointment right now. That's Doesn't right. mean they're not qualified. Just means that they need something else. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah. And so I think I think the there's some some subtlety to the sales process that. I think technology in general allows for painting contractors to, to leverage, you know, like you can, you can get there. You can run a subtle sales process um, with the power of your cell phone, mm-hmm. if not with groundwork, right. You can, you yeah, can do sure. a lot of damage with text and, you know, phone screening and, and training yourself on the questions to ask. Right. Hey, have you, how long have you been considering this project? Yeah. What's your whole time frame for getting this done? Like those are all those are all ways that you can start to, you know, 
skillfully unpack the level of seriousness and start to, start to match where a homeowner might be in the process. Right, right. Yeah. I know for us, getting people into chat has been um, more and more common and prevalent, especially mm. for those people who are a little early in the in the buying funnel. Right. And because, you know, they they aren't necessarily they they're a little afraid of what painting might cost, you know, yeah. they haven't, they want to do it, but they haven't quite talked to their husband about it. They don't mm -hmm. know, like, you know, they know how much money is in their bank account, but they don't know if it's something that they could do this year, the next year. Um, chat has, seems to be kind of, um, a, a very low risk barrier to entry for, for folks, you know, they, yeah. they, they don't seem to want to get into email funnels as much as, as they used to. Yep. Um, but chat seems like, okay, I'm talking to a person and, and that's, you know, that's what I, I want to do. I want to talk to a person. I just want to get an idea. And I know for me, you know, in the last you know year or two, I've been doing more and more virtual estimates. And I mm -hmm. usually just start with a chat and I ask them to send pictures. I'm using platforms that they're familiar with, right. um, you know, pictures or video. There have been a couple of times where I've had them get on a on a live video. Um, yeah. I've not had as many takers on that one as, uh, you know, just sending pictures. But um, I've had a couple of those. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I've I've closed some, you know, there, I think the biggest one I've closed with the video chat was around $7,000. Nice. And, uh, and you know, we, we did, we did fine on it, you know, uh, yeah. could maybe I could have added a little to the budget on that one, but for, for the most part it was fine. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I thought that was a pretty big ticket for virtual. I was actually kind yeah. of surprised. I thought that the, the ticket on virtual would be a little bit like the threshold I thought would be lower for sure. Yeah, I, th I think, I think there's, um, you know, a couple of, couple of other thoughts is, uh, or thoughts are there's, uh, maybe I, I draw a line between virtual estimate versus virtual sales. You know, we, mm. we call ourselves a virtual sales tool, not necessarily a virtual estimating software. Okay. Sure. Um, there's, you know, I know some, some people have like kind of a cabinet door counter tool, you know, yeah, doors sure. type of thing, like, Hey, toss some, toss some numbers out there. Right. Um, uh, you know, you can, you could probably do that, right? Like that, right. there are certain projects where you can get to numbers, whether it be through, you know, a video or a simple photo or whether it be through, um, you know, just by, by matter of it being a simple project and you just kind of talk through it or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, or, or you have one of those calculators. I think what, um, is interesting about those tools is that it kind of what you, it's like a typewriter, you're back in typewriter zone, right? Where it's right, just right. plug it in like, okay, yeah, I got, I got a thing, but like, do they really know like, how this work like is there how are, right, how are right. we leveling up the level of confidence through the uh, customer's experience to really because that that's what you do get with a handshake yeah kind of yeah meeting. if you're if you're a good salesperson you right 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 all the other things right you get to build the level of trust um and so i think there's an interesting dynamic that happens when you are able to do that through technology 
with yeah. video or like a, a FaceTime or Zoom type of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That I think that's probably why you're successful, right? You're right. The 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 tones of your voice were just so compelling. And like, yeah, I trust this guy, you know? So like, I think that's, that's an interesting aspect because I, I've, I've seen, and I know we've talked about, you know, there's, there's ways you can do like estimating from afar, you know, like sure, sure. how big is the room, you know, yeah. what surfaces are we painting, you know, like build a big kind of, yeah. Loop and um, I think, I think the, what you lose with that is, uh, maybe above all else, there's some other things you lose, but you lose a little bit of the personal touch, you know, that, that yeah. kind, of, kind of that connection type of piece, which I think in our case, we think video does a good job of, but there's certainly other ways to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I think that's an interesting distinction because, uh, you know, we've, as an industry, we've kind of categorized this as, you know, virtual estimate, you know, yeah. um, yeah. and, and largely speaking, even an in-person estimate, we're still categorizing that sales process as an estimate process. Right. Um, but, but the estimate is really just the, 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 the main component of the estimate is just delivering what the price is. Uh, right. It, it is distinct from the actual sale, which is the building of trust, positioning yeah. yourself as, uh, as the guide and the advisor and, um, and basically eliminating enough obscurity between you and the buyer so that they feel comfortable with moving forward. Yeah. Um, the idea of doing this via video uh, versus in person is, um, it, it is another function of the change that has happened from the pandemic. Um, and, and I'll, and I'll go back to my software experience. So when I first jumped into software, uh, sales and marketing, um, zoom was not a household name. Okay. Like people were on zoom. They had a lot of, you know, users, but they weren't saying, do you want to do a zoom meeting? You know, like people weren't doing video conferencing and I was pushing it because, you know, if I was going to do a software demo, I wanted people to be able to see my computer screen. We were Mm -hmm. even using Google meeting back then. It was rough. Google meeting was rough for a while. It's a lot better now. I use it instead of zoom. It's a lot better than it was. But (laughs) but at the time, um, I would send, uh, you know, a link, and then I'd spend half of the call teaching people how to video conference. And right. then I'd start teaching them about how to, you know, what my, my product was doing. Yeah. And it, the, the, just the, the speed at which that changed. I mean, it was a month or two post pandemic and people were just getting the hang of it. They were, yeah. they were understanding it. They were getting used to it to the degree where, and I, and I go back to my, my first, you know, this was my, my own objection where I was like, what is the threshold for a sale? And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, I was negotiating six figure deals virtually uh, with, with software reoccurring deals yeah. uh, virtually and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and competing against big names, you know, I mean, I, so it's, it can be done. It mm-hmm. is a lot faster. I was, um, at the software company, I was probably, I mean, there were times where my goal is about five meetings a day. Um, but there were times where I could fit in about nine or 10. You can't wow. do that. You cannot do that driving around town. That's no. just, that's just impossible. No, right? no. <laughs> what, what's, 
I had the same same experience, you know, pandemic starts. We were we were, you know, up and running before the pandemic with a, you know, less impressive version of the product. Yeah. Um and um, you know, at that point we were we were we're still a young company, but we were just I mean, it was just me. It yeah. was me at that point. And you know, kind of messing around with this idea. I had a couple of paying customers and we're figuring it out, but I will never forget. I came up from working in the basement because we were all like huddled in, mm-hmm. you know, that was like lockdown, lockdown time, you know, a couple of yeah, weeks oh, ago, yeah. it was like full on lockdown. Kids are upstairs screaming, you know, I'm in my pajamas and like, you know, doing, doing the whole thing, like just working my tail off because our demand just went skyrocketed. Totally. Yeah. Um, and um i came up and i i told my wife like hey i think like kind of wading through like all of the crazy right talking to to painting contractors to other contractors in other industries and it was like it's like katie i think i think this is something like yeah. <laughs> like this isn't this isn't um this isn't going away and i think right. what's interesting about this whole discussion and you know i just love talking with you about this stuff because I think we share like a, 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 an understanding of where things are now, but also an understanding of kind of where things are going. Right. Right. Um, there's been a rapid, rapid change. It's almost like the data that's poured into this like virtual world of, of all stripes. But for uh, you know, what I focus on day to day, like there's just so much that's gone on in terms of the tools, the thought process, the, you know, the adoption rate, like all this stuff's like kind of turning up. I'm just very excited for where this whole thing is going. And and at the end of the day, what that, what I think that means is happier customers because they get the information they need or want from contractors quicker and more efficient contractors that can reduce their overhead and like just make their businesses more efficient while yeah. just surprising customers with, with awesome technology and just get better process. I think whether it's us or another company three years from now, or five years from now, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. really does, you know, knocks it out of the park. I think it's really awesome to think about the way that the sales process in particular is going to continue to be, uh, uh, churned on and, and really reworked over the next handful of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So, so real quick before we kind of, you know, start to wind down the show here, cause yeah. uh, we're getting to that time. Yeah. What is, what is the perfect virtual estimating process look like? So I might, I might break that into two different or sale. Sorry. I, I'm in that mode. Yeah. Yeah. Virtual yeah. That's, that's, so, and, and that's the distinction. So yeah. a virtual estimate, what I'll say is something along, like we work with some cabinet, cabinet refinishing companies, um, mm-hmm. painting companies that specialize in that, um, in that case, or like a front door paint type of situation or something sure. small <clears throat> accent wall, maybe even a powder room or something like that. Uh, this is a very interesting question, by the way, I, pre- I appreciate it. This is good for me to think through. I, I think what we've seen effective is somebody hits a contractor's website, you know, reaches out, you know, goes through our video process, 
quick turnaround. You know, I think in some cases when you get that homeowner who is ready, mm-hmm. they've already had maybe two contractors at their house to look at this thing, or they've mm-hmm. been told by con, or they're waiting for a callback. That might be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, third contractor. Um, you know, let's say they're using groundwork to to capture the information that they need. Turn around a, a tight quote in a matter of hours, if not less than an hour, mm-hmm. and you know, get it get it on the books. That that's one that would be like the estimating side of things. I think right. um, maybe what's more common on the sales side of things is, um, I would say maybe I'll classify it like this because we talked a little bit about some of the process and you know how to kind of collaborate via video. What I would say is that if you look at uh, maybe a graph over time of trust in the sales process, I think what the virtual sales process can do when it's done well is increase kind of the steepness of that trust building over time so that that trust to, to get to a really solid sales appointment, um, where there's like a 90% close rate because you've already discussed price, you already know what the project looks like, you're just kind of going to do that that kind of check on yourself on mm-hmm. what you thought it was via video. Um, that process is you know effective when trust is built quickly, the sales appointment is just kind of a check on yourself and mm-hmm. you sign it at a close rate. You know, we like to see, that's, that's the more typical thing that we see with our product, but it's really, really based on how quickly you can build trust quickly um, and, and be truly adopt that guide mentality. I think yeah. that's really the biggest thing that I would say is whatever technologies is in place or whatever process you be use is building trust quickly is the key tenant to a good virtual sales process. Awesome. Jeff, this has been a great conversation. So much. Thank you so much for laying yeah. that out. I'm, I'm pumped, man, to get to get more of these virtual estimates going. I'm uh, uh, I mean, like I said, I've already I've already done a bunch this year, but I'm excited to check out Groundwork. Um, if we if other folks want to check out Groundwork, where do we send them? Yeah. Uh, Hello. Groundwork.com is the uh, website. Uh, if you click on the pricing tab uh, and you can actually use the code Torlando, everybody knows Torlando. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> use the code Torlando and it'll get you 50% off the first two months. So the idea with that is, you know, give it a shot, give it a shot, see what we do. Our team's uh, super pumped to continue to expand in the painting world and We'll be at Expo. I was actually born in Albuquerque and have not been oh, back nice. uh, since, like, <laughs> since like 1985. So um, it'll be, be kind of cool to see that. Um, so we'll be there, but uh, to Orlando for 50% off the first two months at hellocrownwork.com. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you, Torlando. It was good chatting with you. All right, there we go, Jeff Rayleigh with groundwork and the virtual sales process. Um, you know, I, I I can't stress to you enough um, how important it is to to attempt this and to try it out. Um, I want you to what I want you to do when you get off of this episode is I want you to take inventory 
of how much time you are spending on bids that aren't closing. And I want you to assess whether you think that it's time, whether you have the bandwidth to put together a program where you're doing virtual estimating, whether that is, you know, using, you know, our industry partner and groundwork or just getting people to send you pictures via text message. I mean, honestly, that will work. Um, I just I just think that it's so important to get this process down, because when I look into the future, and I think about how you know, like, you know, not just my kids, but kids that are older, Gen Z, when, when they start to become a buying, you know, like this millennial and Gen Z, these folks, you need to prepare your infrastructure because what's going to happen is they are going to be used to just pulling out their phone and talking to it and say, hey, I need a bid for painting with so and so, you know, I need a bid for painting. And if if you allow the voice to control that conversation, then it's just going to go to to Google. Google's going to recommend somebody who's ever, who's ever at the top and they're going to be the one that gets the bid. Whereas if you do the work of building a brand and a name for yourself in your town, they're going to say, hey, I need, you know, John uh, uh, Lithgow, that's a famous person. John uh, Henry, that's a thing. That's another famous person. I'm trying to come up with a regular name. Uh, they're going to say John's painting and uh, give me a quote for John's painting and set that up for me. And then what if all of a sudden Siri's like, got it, and sends a link to the phone? The phone's like, take a video. You send the video off, and then John gives you a quote. That's that is going to happen. Okay, that's what the future is going to look like. It's way more it's it's way more integrated into a more human natural experience than going in and typing in long tail keywords. Uh, I, I guarantee you that. So make sure that you are doing the work now to get prepared for the future. And uh, and people want their bids. They want their bids easy, fast. It's eight o'clock at night. Shoot. I got to get a bid. Uh, let me go take a video, send it in, wait for the, wait for the cost, wait for the call. That's, it's going to happen. So, so you guys got to be prepared for that. Uh, awesome show. I love talking tech, man. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. If you want to listen to more shows of, uh, of paint ed, by all means do subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, SoundCloud. And if you are a subscriber to PCA overdrive, you get the video content, you get all the PCA shows and guess what? It's $5.99 a month for uh, non-members. But if you are a member of the PCA, it's included free in your membership where you get loads of other access to cool things, um, you know, discounts, um, access to the healthcare benefits, the um, jobs, the job board, so many great benefits um, uh, being a member of the PCA please support us pcapanted.org um that is all for the show today again i will be in uh manahawk in new jersey on the 7th and on the 9th and 10th i'll be in little rock or i'm sorry littleton colorado um speaking and doing sprint workshops if you can't catch them in person i highly recommend going to craftsmanpainter.com backslash trade school where you can see a variety of my virtual courses all taught live via video completely interactive and uh, a high high value uh register for expo 
we want to see you there this has been a great show we'll see you guys next time my name's torlando and this has been paint ed paint ed podcasts are produced by the painting contractors association and are made possible by members and industry partners to find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.